Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler, we've got Dave the Ultimate Fan here with us, as we do every week, our producer Joe may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod, we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out, and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Fans, welcome back Ooh. a big WrestleMania weekend preview. This is on one of the few down days we're going to have this week because... Dave, we're coming fresh off of Easter, and WrestleMania weekend starts in like two days. Are you ready for it? I'm working like a motherfucker, man. I ain't got time for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, I feel like a lot of this weekend is going to be watched on DVR, like playback, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I know Um, we've got Bloodsport figured for hopefully Friday. Yeah, we'll probably watch that a little on delay. We'll get together. Yeah, yeah, I'll get a chance to try out the... New Peacock experience. I'll try that out, you know, see what that's like. All the wave about that, you know. <laughs> I haven't watched much on there. <laughs> All I've done is kind of just see kind of how things are. Yeah. It, it's an interesting setup. It's not as brutal as I thought it was going to be, but I think everybody had shit on it so bad that I was like expecting it to be the worst. Yeah. You're um, like, if I can work with it, I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a work in progress. Like, I'm expecting more out of these guys. Like, you know, the rumor was they'll have the tape library there by August. The question is, is what it'll look like. But I don't want to get off on that tangent. We've talked a little bit about that before. But that's, yeah, Peacock is definitely, I'm not failing it. I'm just saying, all right, guys, let's see what you got. (laughs) Now, we're actually going to start with the indies because I bought the GCW Collective Pack. Josh DeBoard's favorite. (laughs) Shout out to Josh I know. He's going to – I hope he looks up some of these matches because on Thursday Thursday at noon, actually, GCW starts with Jimmy Lloyd's E-Generation F. Now, I'm not going to go through all the matches because not everybody is going to be familiar with everyone, but – Jordan Oliver's on there versus this guy Everett Connors. Chino mm. Medina's making us appearance Medina versus MLW. Yep. yep. El he El Hijo de Canis Lupus. Ooh. You got Myron Reed versus Dante Leon. They got Lupus. Back up. <laughs> they got Lupus. Now, also Thursday at 3 p.m. is Acid Cup Day One, and there are some names on this like. Dragon Bane versus KTB, Laredo Kid versus Braden Lee, Tony mm. Depp versus Cole Radrick, Colby Carino versus Calvin Tankman. Poor Colby. 
Lee Moriarty versus Treehouse Lee and Jordan Oliver versus Edith Surreal are some of the more notable names on that card. Mm. Yeah, a lot of now, MLW I know you're not going to have we, much to say about that. We, well, a lot of MLW talent in there, obviously, we talk about. Tankman, Oliver, Gino, Kobe. Myron Reed. Myron Reed, Kobe we've seen in NWA. So there's some familiar names in there. I mean, could be a good show. You know, it's a great time for people just to check out some of this stuff. It's going to be out there. Yeah, now... That same night, Thursday night, 8 p.m., Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6. Oh, yeah. This might be the crown jewel of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Avy Boy Smith Jr. versus KTB. <clears throat> Chris Dickinson versus Shane Mercer. Simon Grimm versus Alexander James. Bad Dude Tito versus Victor Benjamin. Rocky Romero versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. Wow. Royce Isaacs versus Alex Coughlin. Schlack, the guy that had a an M80 strapped to him at yeah. July 4th versus Super Beast. Mm-hmm. Allison K is back versus Masha Slamovich. Ooh. And Slamovich? The of the night, Slamovich. <laughs> Moxley versus Barnett. He's got to be easily the one I'm most excited for. Well, what's so great about this is I don't know... Like, Barnett had that draw with Minoru Suzuki. And other than that, like, I have never seen Barnett, like, really get pinned or beaten or anything. And this or a lot of wrestling stuff he does. He's got a legit background. He kind of almost reminds me of Brody. Like, you know, I, I'm sure maybe he has taken pinfall, but I don't know. And Moxley is, like, the big AEW star that I feel like will do business, but I've yet to see him take a loss on the indies. So I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to book this. I expect it to be good, but I'm also kind of like wondering, like, who's going to do the business? Yeah. The tough part is, too, that, I don't know, like, they've built it up for so long that almost either way it goes, will it still, like, who will be happy? Because I feel like either way somebody's going to be pissed that somebody caught a loss. And will it have that big fight feel that Suzuki Barnett had? Because that's easily got to be my favorite blood sport match yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, excited. I mean, Mox is calling out Luigi Nagata in New Japan. He's obviously still a big star in AEW. And here he is on uh, <clears throat> Mania Weekend working blood sport against uh, Barnett. I know. We finally get the match we were supposed to get a year ago, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Before the uh, pandemic. Right in, yeah. So now, capping off the night, Thursday night, eleven fifty nine p.m. for the culture. Mm. You got, you're gonna like this team, thick and juicy. Faye Jackson and Willow Nightingale versus Fire and Flava, Kira mm. Hogan and Tasha Steeles, G versus AJ Gray, Leo Rush versus Lee Moriarty, and Two Cold Scorpio versus Rich Swan. There are other matches in there, but those are the bigger names. Yeah, a lot of impact talent on there, I see. So that'll be interesting with uh, Fire and Flavor and um, Rich Swan, And there might have been another one in there. I forgot. But, I mean, come on. Two Gold Scorpio, WCW legend. Oh, I skipped uh, Andy Browning versus Ken Broadway versus Myron Reed versus Calvin Tankman. Oh, some more MLW there, There's there, a so. bunch of matches spread out over the weekend. Now, the next day, starting at 11 a.m., Alley Girls, real hot girl shit show. Trying to see what the big names are on this. This is like a ladies wrestling event. So if you're into indies, ladies wrestling, Josh DeBoard, I know this is going over your head. 
Any like Canadian, said, any Canadian I mean, females on there? Maybe Melanie Havoc, uh, Zoe Sager. <laughs> no, I mean you got well, Allison K versus Jordan Grace. Okay. Edith Real versus Lady Frost. Tasha Steeles versus Trisha Dora. Dark Sheik versus Holiday. Davian oh. versus Erica Lee. So Holiday is that's former Thunder Rose's partner, right? Yeah, she was. She teamed Twisted with her. Sisters. Yep. Now, on that same day at 3 p.m., it's the Acid Cup Day 2. Obviously, there's not going to be a set lineup for that. It's that tournament continuing forward. Friday, 8 p.m., formerly Joey Janela's spring break. Now it's Ricky Shane Page's spring break. This is usually a wild show, eclectic lineup. Now, it has Arez, Black Taurus, and Gringo Loco versus Eremis, Dragon Bane, and Laredo Kid. Mm. Billy Starks versus Starboy Charlie, Gregory Iron versus Effie, Masada versus Addison Coger, Atticus Coger, Leo Rush versus Jordan Oliver, Rich Swan versus Lee Moriarty, Chris Dickinson versus Joey Janela, Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Gage, GCW Championship. That is a wow. stacked show. Dickerson and uh, Janela used to wrestle as uh, Slither, I believe was their name. And uh, yep, they wrestling. were on the early. Beyond shows that were on live, right? The uh, the weekly TV series, territory. yeah, yeah. So now that Friday night, 11 59 p.m., violence and suffering, lucid dreams event, Jack Evans versus Tony Deppin, two cold Scorpio versus Eli Everfly, Lucha Rules match, Brian Cage versus Chris Dickinson, AJ Gray versus Daniel Garcia in a pure rules match. Jimmy Lloyd versus Jordan Oliver, JTG versus Dr. Cube in a no DQ match, and Loki versus Leo Rush main events this bad boy. Ooh, Loki and Leo Rush. Now, are there going to be fans at a lot of these shows? I believe so. I don't know what their setup is down there. I do know former guest of the show, Rich Palladino, is yes. announcing the Bloodsport 6 event. Right. This is cool. And now Bloodsport hasn't had fans recently. Um, no. In the last couple, they did. But Bloodsport and that's also major completely... because Rich lost his mom within the past couple of weeks. So I know this doesn't it doesn't make up for the loss of your mom, but it helps. It gets you out there, takes your mind off it a little bit. So. Well, it's done for him to do. Yeah. God, what press him? <laughs> yep. Now Saturday, eleven a.m. Effie's big gay brunch. There's a lot of matches on this one. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I want to hear about the All big right. game brunch. We got Ace Perry versus Effie in a soul on a pole match. Wait, a what on a pole? Soul on a pole. Soul? Soul. I don't know what soul. that means. Okay. Don't Got worry. Gets soul better. So the, <laughs> the end, which is Odinson and Mike Perro versus question mark, question mark, question mark mm. in something that is billed as Perro's Twink Hunter Tag Team Gauntlet. Hell yeah. <laughs> Edith Surreal versus Devin Monroe. AJ Gray versus Billy Dixon. AJ Strange, bro? AJ, that's why he can't be on with us today. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was brunch. I knew it was going to go, go eat somewhere. <laughs> MV Young versus JD Drake and Dark Sheik versus AC Mack. All right. So I bet it's going to be a fun, entertaining show. Yeah. We'll have to watch, see what that is. Now, Saturday, 3 p.m. Impact Wrestling's Hardcore Justice show. Mm. And unfortunately, I've only got two matches, but the two matches are pretty wild. Deanna Perrazzo versus Jazz, 
title versus career. And the next match is a number one contender knockout weapons match. Jordan Grace versus Susan versus Danielle Dashwood versus Jessica Havoc versus Rosemary versus Alicia Edwards. Susan is uh, the dangerous Sue Young, who is now doing her Karen persona. Yeah, interesting. I I prefer the Sue Young character, but yeah. I like seeing that she's taking the chance of trying versatile. to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. She was doing the Susie gimmick where she was like, you know, kind of cute. And now she's like Susan, which is like the Karen, which I think is great. Now, Jess, former guest of the show, so we'll segue that a little bit. She put her career on the line. She was talking even with us several months back about hanging it up pretty soon and pretty much being done at that time. But then, you know, she got uh, into Impact Wrestling and she's been doing some stuff with them. And I think, you know, I got to believe this is going to be her last dance. I mean, you never know, but I can't imagine that she's taking the title from Perrazzo, who's just been on fire since. It's a good way for Jazz to kind of end her career on a high note or not on a high note, but you get a proper career send off. Yeah. And then it makes Deanna Prazo in the process too. Sure. And God, those are two deep, good matches. I'm waiting to see what else they put out on that bill. Cause there's gotta be more now, Saturday, 3 PM GCW planet death. <clears throat> what is big on this one? Madman Pondo versus Matthew justice. Madman Pondo has been versus for a while. Eric Ryan. Yep. Corey and Jimmy Lloyd versus Brandon Kirk and G Raver. I have a feeling this is going to be a little death match show. Wait to see what they pull out of that one. Now, Saturday, 7 p.m., unsanctioned pro. Myron Reed versus Trey Lamar. Mm. Trying to see what other names. Myron Reed getting that work. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't have a ton of names on it. The only other one we'd really probably notice is Jordan Oliver versus Lexis Montez. I feel like Reed and Oliver are like getting all these shows, man. There's a lot of yep. shows these guys are getting on. And what I like a lot about a lot of these is it's another way for you to find new talent, especially on these collective shows. There's always going to be the big shows that you know, like the Spring Break, the Blood Sport, but then there's the other shows, Unsanctioned Pro, that you get to find out about different talent. Now, Saturday night, 11.59 p.m., No Peace Undergrounds, Shallow Graves, three matches on this. Connor Claxton versus Mance Warner, Bobby Beverly versus Bam Sullivan, and Sue Young versus G-Raver. So we're getting Sue Young back. Now, if you notice, too, all these cards seem like they pretty much work around the WrestleMania, too. Yeah, because I know like when me and Scott have gone down in past years, not for the collective, but for the shows around WrestleMania, a lot of them do cater, not cater to each other, but they try not to cock block each other. You right. might have to run around town to get from one to the other, but right. they stagger them in a way that is fan friendly. Yeah. So they work around the WrestleMania. So, uh, basically, so for the fans or our attendants that came to see Mania, like, hey, you can still go see your Mania, but you know, here's something else you can see while you're down here. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's one of the things that I think makes WrestleMania weekend for the more hardcore fans. If you're more, not a more shallow fan, but if you're more of a WWE fan, it's NXT WrestleMania. Main, mainstream. But you know what's funny is it before the pandemic, I think it's safe to say these things were getting so big. You as well as other people know that where there was people who would go down just for the independent stuff. Oh, yeah. And I mean, me and Scott have gone down for WrestleMania weekend and not gone to WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were at the first couple spring breaks. 
We were, I think we were at the first blood sport. I think you guys went to see some NXTs down there, though. I think you were at some takeover. Oh, yeah. We went to NXT. Yeah. And but then it, it was like Ring of Honor. And then as far as that goes, I think those were the major, like, as far as like out there known shows, whatever that, it was a lot of independent stuff, right? It was like Pancakes and Power Drivers. And yep. The like Wrestling yeah. Revolver show, yep, a lot of yep. GCW shows. That's how we got turned on to a lot of this stuff. But, Speaking of NXT, we got two nights of NXT. Sure. Takeover, stand and deliver. First one Wednesday at 7 p.m., which is competing with MLW. I'm a- well, that's a pre-show at 7. Oh, okay. 7 p.m. Yep. Good. Yep. It's gonna be a- I ain't watching the pre-show. I'm watching right. a MLW <laughs> Underground. Yeah. It's an episode. I believe it's going to have Funk versus Carino. Oh, I, oh, okay. Oh, 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 look at that. So they're they're not putting out new content this week either. They're I know it's amazing that I remembered that from last That's week. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because in two weeks it's going to be Mil Mortes versus Hammerstone. I saw a thing for that. They're building. Oh, yeah. So, but, but let's yeah. get to this NXT card. You got Leon Ruff versus Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus <laughs> Dexter Loomis versus LA Knight. Gauntlet match for a shot at the North American title on night two. I will take a little criticism for this because I actually said on the live show <clears throat> that this was going to be like a gauntlet battle royal when we talked about it. But it was yeah, a battle I believe royal. the show on the NXT was a battle royal for the last gauntlet spot. Right, yeah. And then with the last like 12 or last six guys ended up being like positioned in the gauntlet match. And now the gauntlet match will take place, and the winner gets a title shot at Johnny Gargano night two. I would say, overall, this night one card is the more stacked of the two. I don't know. I don't want to go through all the matches, but... You got MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legato Del Fantasma for that Fire. NXT Tag Team Championship, and that is a vacant spot, a vacant championship, so whoever wins the match wins the title. Yeah. So, either way, we're getting a new champion. Mm-hmm. Walter versus Tommaso Champa for Match. the United Kingdom Championship. Yeah. That I'm surprised that's not headlining the night. But no. the main event spot, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez, NXT Women's Championship. I this is a stacked card. Like I don't know what yeah. AEW is bringing yet, but I can't see it topping this. No, that Walter Champa thing is to me going to be the match of like. <laughs> that could be the match all week. Like yeah. it's just such a physical thing. Walter is so unbelievably good and to see him in there with a guy like Champa, who we've seen in the past. It's just amazing. But Champa hasn't had that like you know Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole program recently. So to see Champa back in this position, working with a guy like Walter, I'm really excited to see what those two can kind of this, do together. We could almost get babyface Champa out of this. We could, and there was actually a little confrontation they had where Ciampa was going after Walter and the rest of Imperium held him and he grabbed his like necklace and the necklace was actually given to him from his wife and his daughter. And you can see him just reacting out of this. And that was part of the storyline, but also based on reality. And he talks about how he didn't know that, but he said it also lit a fire under his ass that, you know, now, you know, he's heard the criticism of where's that old Ciampa. He's like, well, he's coming. So I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. Now night two, well, actually, hold on. I do want to tell you something, too. In between there, and during the morning, there actually is a NXT UK prelude, it's called. Prelude. And it actually what has... What is that? Not- I thought I saw something about that. Yeah. But I didn't so understand. If you, so if you didn't get enough of Walter, <laughs> Walter will be on there wrestling a guy named Rampage Brown, who is also a big hoss. 
and done a lot of things in the UK scene. And just recently came to NXT UK. And now it's taped. So we don't know if it's going to be for the title or if it's going to be a built up, like, a, you know, they're saying like a rebuild match. So we'll see what happens. But it, you're going to get more Walter Thursday morning or maybe three o'clock Thursday. I think that yeah. cares. Rampage then, Brown is a force because I saw him in uh, WCPW, the Walt Culture Pro Wrestling. And then also Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate in a number one contenders match for the Heritage, Heritage Cup title held by A-Kid. So also be good stuff. So that that NXT UK will be bad. Yeah. I want to say there's a tag match too. I don't have it on me, but with Mako Satomura <laughs> okay. will also be involved. So there's a cute there's a good little stuff there at three o'clock if you're just at home and you know you're like ah oh, that might be the sleeper event because like I wouldn't have thought to check that out, but now that you list that card, it's like damn, that's gonna be something to see. Yeah, have Walter. Mato Sakamura, Mako Sakamura, and <laughs> been Tyler Bate. Tyler B and Noam Dar a little yeah. bit. So I'm waiting to see that match. Yeah. All right. Here's the Thank night. You. We got Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. Ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus The Way, the Women's Tag Championship. Gargano versus the Gauntlet winner. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match. And Balor versus Cross for the NXT Championship. I feel like they're just trying to compete which night's more stacked, one or two. Yeah, I like one personally just because Walter and Ciampa. But this two night, the night two is pretty good. Um, I think Cole and, I mean, uh, O'Reilly is definitely the story. Yeah, like that's the big story coming out of it. And there's going to be uh, one Escobar of those. versus Devlin isn't bad either. That's insane. Devlin's like a ladder match for the, yeah, yeah, competing for the title that he never lost. Yeah, Jordan Devlin is just, to me, like when you start going down a rabbit hole of YouTube matches involving Jordan Devlin, like that guy is definitely, you can see why they call him the Irish Ace. And Balor versus Karrion Cross. Cross is coming back for the title that he never I, lost. Yeah, so. rumor has it that, you know, one of these guys might be going up to the main roster. So it'll be interesting to see. I feel like Cross is, I mean, I hate to say anything. You never want to guarantee anything nowadays, but boy, that guy just looks like star all over, doesn't he? Yeah, he'd be the one that you'd think like would most likely go up. Now, I hate to say it's like the least interesting thing of the weekend mm-hmm. because, I mean, we will be watching, but Saturday night, yeah. night one of WrestleMania 37, you got Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage. Shane will New probably Day jump versus, off something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. That's all about just seeing what that uh, large, large gentleman almost can do. <laughs> yeah, it's all about that dude's uh, yeah. debut. Let's see if he's anything. Yeah. <laughs> Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Bad Money versus The Miz. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Lashley versus McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Now, rumor has it. They might actually close the show night one with Bianca Belair and Sasha. If they do that, I think obviously Belair will probably go over, and that's a huge, huge statement. They're really getting behind her if that's what they're going to do. Yeah, that would be. Because, I mean, Lashley versus McIntyre, it's going to be good. It's going to be that WrestleMania win that McIntyre we would have seen last year. But mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of excitement for it. I'm also not watching WWE programming regularly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think Banks versus Bianca would be the nice story you'd want to go off the air with. Yeah, um, I think so too. You know, um, when she won the Rumble, she gave a real heartfelt speech about her parents and her husband and thanking everybody. And it was like, actually, you could tell it was real and it was emotional to me. It's like, 
it's been too long and they haven't built up enough on that. But to me, like, that's the story I think you should tell. And that's the story that should continue to get built on. Now, Sunday night. Well, hold on. Oh. I'll throw you one other little, uh, little, little. Oh, shit. Here. What is there? A 205 live show? <laughs> no, 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 no. I got you with the NXT UK preview. But it was announced. It is going to be out Sunday morning. There is a big interview segment where AEW Zones Chris Jericho will be on the Broken Skull Ranch. And that is oh, that's be coming out that. before WrestleMania now. It's coming out Sunday morning. So a morning before night two. That will be out that morning. So you wow, can check that out. That was originally going to be the usual WWE way of after the pay-per-view. But nope. shit, they, they want you all day. Check them out, baby. They want to own that. With that bullshit old pre-show they would do that would go all day. Yeah, they used to do like two hour. Oh, yeah, back in the day, right? They did that once. I want to say it was almost like a fucking twelve-hour pre-show or some shit. Where yeah, and day. now it's like the pre-show matches are going to be on SmackDown this yeah. week. Yeah, it's like it's an, hour an hour pre-show each night. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Streamline this motherfucker. I agree. Um, yeah, for me, old guys like us to end at like around ten o'clock or something like that. Like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, now that's going to be an interesting interview because AEW talent on WWE TV. Did you hear how it went down? Cold called up Vince, asked yep. him about Texted having him on. He said fine, yeah. and then he like had to call to make sure it was no. Okay. He just texted him again. He just says it's all right. And Vince said yeah, and he's like, I didn't ask him a third time. <laughs> now that's pretty wild, but. The matches that night, you got Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. Riddle's been handled like an ass clown, but that's going to be a physical match. They will beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, uh, maybe the match I'm most excited for. They're always wild. That feud's been going on for like 15 years now. (laughs) And the fact that they get to do it on the biggest stage, I hope they get to deliver the match that they want. Absolutely. Now, Big E versus Apollo Crews, Intercontinental Championship. What? Nigerian drum match. <laughs> I, I don't know what that gonna, is. I wasn't going to get into that because it sounds like some kind of new racial slur that the <laughs> WWE invented. Listen, if we gave time to Effie's gay brunch, we could talk about the Nigerian drum match. All right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to insult this, man. Let's talk about that. I mean, I don't know what it is. You would got to <laughs> hope that Apollo Crews would win that. I would hope. I would hope. And I hope. I don't know. I, uh, Big E's, uh, I think it's going to be his year. I think he's got a lot of potential. Great personality, great athletic ability. But uh, Cruz is a guy they're finally starting to push. And maybe this would be a nice way to kind of slide him in here some way and get the Intercontinental title on. I got to say, the Nigerian drum match sounds less racist if it was on the For the Culture show. <laughs> and with the WWE putting it on, I don't want to see the kind of entrances they're going to have for this. This one. is Peacock now, though, baby. We're going to take care yeah, of it. They're going to put it out, sure. and it's just going to be big blue dots. Like, we don't condone this shit. Where we find out what their flavor of discrimination is. I want to see that. I want to see blue dots. <laughs> now we got The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even pretend. Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, Raw Championship. That's going to be a battle. Yeah, and then great. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. I can tell you, I watch enough WWE program, mostly SmackDown, that this is the best built match in the sense they've really done a good job that it feels like anybody could win this. So that's what's going on here. And I like that. 100% now. Dave. 
I mean, we end our live show every week with what's the match of the weekend. There are so many shows. I don't think you could just pick one match. Mm. <clears throat> Let's go top three. What are the top three matches you're most excited for across all these shows? Who's Scorpio wrestling again? Tell me that one. Scorpio is wrestling Rich Swan as I the main event of For yeah. the Culture. And he is also wrestling. Let me find it. Eli Everfly in a Lucha Rules match on the Violence and Suffering Lucid Dreams match. I've seen Everfly. He's talented. I, I, I'm a little more interested in that Swan match. I won't put that in my top three, but I just want to give a shout out to it because I was definitely a Scorpio guy back in the day. And I'd be curious to see what he's still got in the tank. All right, so I'll go a couple different things here. I'll throw uh, some stuff on a main WWE card, an NXT card, and an independent card. Just to give everybody a little taste since I get three. So... Yeah, Moxley and Barnett, without question. That's right up there for me. Walter and Ciampa, absolutely. And, God, I'm going to say, just because I'll pick a main card matchup, so it's going to be that three-way, Brian, Edge, I'm an Edge Mark, and Roman. I think Roman's doing the best of his career. But also, shout-out to Jordan Devlin and uh, Escobar in a ladder match. I don't know how that can go wrong. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say those will be my three, though. Now, Josh DeBoyd's going to have to Google the ones I'm interested in because obviously Moxley versus Barnett from Bloodsport 6. Yep. I'm really interested to see what Colby Carino versus Calvin Tankman from Asset Cup Day 1 is going to be like. Massacre. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be interesting. And then, God, Loki versus Leo Rush has got to be my third. I feel like that is going to, that's going to be massive. Yeah. And I'm going to enforce the Jake rule. Author in Night Full of Diamonds, available now on Amazon. Tell I gotta go Dickinson versus Joey Janela. I'm interested in that. Mm. It's a Ricky Shane Page spring break. What's Janela's return to his former event gonna be like? Well, who's uh, Dickinson fighting at Bloodsport? Does he have a Bloodsport opponent too? Dickinson is definitely at Bloodsport and he's facing Shane Mercer. Okay. Not too familiar with Shane Mercer, but that sounds fun. I wanna say he's came from New Japan. I think he was in an nxt but oh. i didn't take my i didn't do my notes that deeply it was enough to just get all these cards together yeah. it's right. gonna be hard enough to find time to watch all these shows i don't no. know if that's why josh DeBoard avoids the indies but josh mm -hmm. pick like three shows pick, watch blood sport watch for the culture and then grab bag you pick a third but indies a little bit that interview you think AEW gets mentioned at all it's a good question I, I think they'll get mentioned you have to I don't yeah, think we're so. going to go as far as to get footage I don't think that's going to happen nope. maybe New Japan hard. I feel like they get mentioned by not but not mentioned by name I think they'll get mentioned by name I don't think I don't think we're going to go like oh hey Raven you guys have been kicking that Raven's ass there with that NXT. <laughs> I don't think that's going to get mentioned yeah but, I, I think yeah. it's only going to be naming where he went and not right. explaining the... I don't know. Maybe they will explain that. They, the they might talk about why he went. I could see that. Creative and stuff like that. And what the future holds. And I bet Jericho will probably answer Coy like you never know. Because Jericho's contract ends in 2022. And yeah. um, I think he's already kind of made out, out there that you know he doesn't know what he would do. And I think that's pretty smart of Jericho. That's... Plus, kind of I don't think he's going to go into this talking bad about the WWE. No. 
No. Because he's a professional. He knows if you're given that platform, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. Mm-hmm. And he's never been necessarily treated bad by the WWE. Like nope. maybe not gotten the best creative at times. Yeah. But he's been a staple forever. Yeah. And I think it's a win-win for everybody too. AEW gets mentioned on WWE programming on a NBC Peacock is an NBC platform. So, I mean, to me, like, throw that. And then, of course, your hardcore fans who, like, okay, I wasn't going to get Peacock, but fuck, I really want to see this Jericho Austin interview. I'll sign up just for this weekend. You know, to me, it's like, okay, it's win win for everybody involved. So, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what the Peacock numbers are coming out of WrestleMania weekend because this mm. was typically a big sign up weekend at least i mean i think for wwe they already got paid i think this is oh, more yeah. like i mean the wwe got paid it's just interesting to see what peacock will pull because right. and you've had a lot of talk about censorship they might not carry some of the old territory wrestling supposedly so how many fans did they lose in the process they have some ecw on there right now i haven't checked out i'm kind of curious like Ooh. anarchy rules and i'm like what does that look like and I saw they had some progress wrestling on there as well. Yep. Yep. We have that too. So, all right. Well, fans, thank you for joining us for this WrestleMania preview in the comments, leave the matches that you're most excited for. Yeah. And Dave next week on the live show, we're going to talk top WrestleMania main events, the top do a live five, three, one. And we'll also give a little review on the live show about WrestleMania weekend. So absolutely. We'll talk to you next week. Now, if WrestleMania weekend wasn't already big enough, we got part two of our preview. Mm. I signed up for IWTV, and they have a hell of a lineup coming up over the next couple of days. I gave up ribs for this. Go ahead. <laughs> now, tomorrow at noon, IWTV presents Family Reunion parts one and two. They happen one right after another. Former guest of the show, Rich Palladino, hey. will be ring announcing this. And... You've got Lee Moriarty versus Edith Surreal for the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. Edith. Ooh, Archie. Wheeler Yuta versus Adam Priest for the number one contendership of that. And the rest of this card is just all the different federations under the IWTV banner are having their championships. Like Mm. Jake Christ versus John Wayne Murdoch for the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship. Daniel Makabe versus Jaden Newman for that's the scenic city invitational presents. Like everybody's got something on this. How much Don- content they get? Yeah. Like how many hours is this? Like, you know, like how many- for the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty much. Oh, going they've on. got like nine, 10 events, 10 events. Okay. And how much does this cost you? This is it's like $10 a month. Okay. So if you use the code BTS pod, I believe you get seven days free. So we got seven days free. Nice. Now, Dominic Garini versus Robert Martyr in a UWFI rules match. And I even saw that Paradigm Pro Wrestling, they present like a UWFI rules show. Mm. So there's a lot of interesting stuff on here now. For those not familiar, UWFI is like a presented in a submission-based style of wrestling almost. Almost like a hybrid of MMA and pro wrestling. Yeah, that's why Dominic Garini is such a good person in that match in part one. Now, part two, the standouts are Daniel Garcia versus Kevin Koo for the seven 
the C4 championship. Kevin Koo, part of the Filthy Tom army there from MLW. Yep. And that's the standout match on that. Let's go to the next event. That's the ICW No Holds Barred, Volume 11, then and now, 8 p.m. tomorrow night. New Jack makes his return to the ring. So this is uh, for people not uh, when they watch this. This is Thursday night. Thursday night, 8 p.m. April yep. 8th. You got New Jack and the Carnage crew versus the Rejects, who are John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley and Neil Diamond Cutter. That Oh, man. That's New Jack versus Neil Diamond. Sign me up. <laughs> you got Tony Deppin versus Daniel Garcia. Jake Chris versus Nolan Edward. Lee Moriarty versus Steve Madison. Dan Moff versus oh, yeah. Calvin Tankman. Former guest of the show, Dan Moff is a beast. Yeah, that is going to be something. Now, Thank God, he likes me. <laughs> Friday, April 9th at noon, Action Wrestling and Southern, Southern Underground Pro present have fun, be sad, which is headlined by Violence is Forever versus Fin Juice. Oh, wow. That <laughs> is, that's going to be awesome. You got AJ Gray versus JD Drake for the Bonesaw Championship. JD Drake is, as the time this probably airs, will be have had his first match or his first big match on Dynamite against Darby Allen for the T and the T title. Yeah, that is. That's going to be one to see tonight. That We'll be getting into that on the live show. Yeah. But you got Manders versus Logan Creed versus Alex Kane versus Derek Neal. Logan Creed, another former guest of the show. Yeah, we've got former guests of the show popping up here and there on this weekend's show. Ooh. Now, Check Friday, April 9th, 4 p.m., Freelance and Freelance Underground present Chicago's Secret Stash. Jordan Oliver versus August Matthews. Effie versus Trevor Outlaw. Those are the bigger matches on that one. Trevor now, Outlaw, not, huh? Yeah, not all these shows are going to be huge. I've found with IWTV, you'll get kind of those standout shows where they have the matches with people you're familiar with. And then you'll get these other shows where you'll find that next level of indie talent. You know, something that would go like way over Josh DeBoard's head, even yeah. though Josh should sign up for this. Gorillas. <laughs> now, next Friday, April 9th, 6 p.m., H2O Subterranean Violence, Volume 9. Ooh, what are the names on this? This sounds like a deathmatch show. You got Mark Angel versus Drew Blood in a Devil's Bull Rope match. Mm. I don't know what that is. The devil. <laughs> the devil showing up to this shit. <laughs> you got Low Life Louie versus Chondo versus Devin Moore versus Connor Claxton. This sounds like some insane clown posse shit, right? Yeah, here. that sounds like that's going to be something else. Now, mm -hmm. Friday, April 9th, 8 p.m. This sounds interesting. ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys one, Night 1. This is a 16-man tournament, and... It kind of looks like a faux MMA type setup, kind of like Bloodsport. But night one, you have Nolan Edward versus JD Drake, Dom Garini versus Kevin Koo, Dan Moff versus Bruce Santee, Schlack versus Ruben Steele, John Wayne Murdoch versus Reed Bentley, Calvin Tankman versus John Davis, Daniel Garcia versus Brett Eisen, and Gary J versus Justin Kyle. Obviously, a couple of those names we're familiar with. I think yeah. that's going to be a show to see. Yeah, some horses. Part two of that, that's not even night one. That's part one. Part two occurs at midnight. 
So these guys basically go right back and continue it. Nice. That I think not the second show is going to be the more interesting to see how guys hold up. And is this going to be a brawl for all situation where they're just fucked? So that's that's this Friday. <laughs> that's just Friday, Saturday, wow. April 10th, noontime. Mm-hmm. Tony Deppin's beer house. You got J.D. Drake versus Jordan Oliver. Ace Austin versus Braden Lee. Let's see what other names we got on here. Daniel Garcia Open Challenge. Saturday, April 10th, 4 p.m. Our beloved Beyond Wrestling presents Time Capsule. They've got Herzog versus Gary J. Anthony Stone versus Chase Burnett. Facade versus Dave Cole, the designer of that logo in front of you. That name is going to be in the ring. He hasn't wrestled in years. So he was a former wrestler, and now he's getting back in the game. And beyond wrestling, for those who don't know, I mean, those are some of the most fun independent shows we ever went to in the pandemic. And they had such talent. So if there's names on here you don't recognize, probably check it out because they're probably going to be names in the future. Because we've gone to beyond shows and had names on there like Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, MJF. It's just so on and so on. Yeah, and especially, like, they'll put on good shows down in Florida. They did a show called Caffeine two or three years ago that was fire. You got to check out the card. Now, they've got Dan Barry versus Eric Corvus, Allison Kay versus Shug D, and more to be announced. That is going to be excellent. My man, Corvus. Saturday, April 10th, 8 p.m., the final show that I saw listed ICW, No Holds Barred, Volume 12, Farewell to the Pawn Shop. You got Brandon Kirk versus Alex Ocean, Bobby Beverly versus Oren Vite, Jeff King versus Neil Diamond Cutter, Dan Hoff versus Nolan Edward, Schlack versus Shane Mercer. A lot of these guys got on multiple shows down there. They're coming to America. Today. Now, Sorry. now, are you ready for this weekend? Like, how many shows do you think you're going to be able to watch? I'm going to try and get in as many as possible. Well, we've made plans to get together. We'll peek behind the curtain. <laughs> you, me, an unofficial member of the podcast, Scott from Voluntown. We got our own private private bu- bubble going on. We know everybody's healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. I'm working on it. Hey, um, I'll say, uh, gotta be conservatively i bet we'll get at least four shows in that will probably might be more but i mean at least four shows in together i would yeah. say right probably two each night that we get i'm gonna set my ipad up at work while i'm getting everything yeah together. So i'm hoping so, to get i'm hoping to have reviews each day for what i've watched also a fun thing too um we were hitting you all the independent stuff but i did find this interesting today this came out as we talked about in part one of this um that interview coming out that weekend with Austin and Jericho, there was some scuttlebutt if uh, they would mention AEW. Well, they just released a little thing where Austin did a little thing introducing, they made their own list that kind of like hyped us up. And Jericho's talking, they asked him like a couple questions. And one of them was like favorite tag partners. And Jericho did mention Sammy Guevara. So that should let people know that uh, you will hear some AEW talk possibly on this. To what extent, I don't know. But I would say it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, now, Dave... That's a preview of day two. And guys, get to us in the comment section. Let us know what you like, what you've been watching, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys.
Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com. Oh, righty. AJ's right here, too. So we got the 531. It's the Working Fans Podcast. And today we're talking about one of the all-time greats. He's simply ravishing. And I'm talking, that's not you, AJ. I'm talking about Rick Rude, baby. Rick Rude matches. AJ, now I know for a fact you're not really a big Rick Rude fan, and you kind of tried to boycott this list. But that being said... What are your thoughts? Are you excited to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, th- yeah, this was a hard one for me. I mean, he's only <laughs> one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So, Who you got uh, for I'm, a list, too? Well, I'm, I'm just... actually very excited, but we'll start off I'm with I'm pushing first... you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take your time. I'm sorry. No, no, please, by all means, rush me. <laughs> so my first list that I got here is I have Zach's list. Zach St. John, you know, our, one mm. of our listeners of the show, one of the Brothers of Destruction, and he's bringing us Rude versus Sting from the Clash of Champions when Rude won the U.S. title. Oh, yeah. He's got Rude versus Steamboat at Super Brawl. I think some of these matches I think are going to show up on multiple lists mm-hmm. due to the fact that how good they are. You've got Rude versus Sting at the King of Cable. Now, yeah. I don't know if people actually remember when they did that little tournament, but that was actually a fun little King of Tur- Cable tournament. Rude versus Flair at the Fall Brawl 93. And then Rude versus Shinya Hashimoto from the G192. Deep cut. Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's really the beginning of the G ones. If I, I don't know. Really, I don't know. But that is yeah. I know they've been doing them for around thirty years, so it's got to be pretty early in the G one climax series. So that's kind of a cool thing to have him versus Hashimoto. Now I got a little mini list, and then I'm gonna give you a real list because I was talking to Jake and he forgot to give me his list. But he was telling me Sting, Steamboat. And Christ, he even made the Warrior look good. <laughs> he never got around to getting me the matches, but I think we understand where he's coming from. I want to say this, too, before I even read my first list. Just a little, uh, your opinion on something. I think in that era, Rude is one of the first guys who left WWE, where he was great at, by the way, but actually kind of hit his prime in WCW during that U.S. title run. I think we could definitely agree on that because, yeah. well, I think he hit his stride. The right. fact of the matter is, is when he got to the WWE, he had only been wrestling since around 1983. Right. So, so you're talking about him getting to the, I believe in 87 was his first year, late 87. Getting late because he wasn't at WrestleMania 3, so it was a little no. after. Yeah. yeah, late 87, and then he has the Warriors stuff in early 88. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about him only having been wrestling for four to five years yeah. At the time that he's starting off in the WWE. I already have uh, tag belts in the Crockett's too. Most professional wrestlers that you talk to, though, will consider people green for pretty much the first decade of wrestling. Back then, especially. Yeah. Especially back then. Yeah. So, yeah, Rude definitely hit his stride in WCW. And unfortunately, then he had the horrific injury to his back, which cost us probably what would have been the best years of his career. Agreed. Now, I'm going to start off with Mikey and Fred. This was actually his idea. He's got Hogan versus Rude, 88 Boston Garden. I believe it might be the only Hogan-Rude match, too. Steamboat versus Rude, WCW 93. Sting versus Rude, WCW Worldwide 94. There's an interesting one. Iceman Parsons at Reunion Arena, November 28th, 1985. And Rude versus Bruiser Brody, 
1986. I believe the Iceman match was the one where Rude actually took the title off Iceman. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I believe that's the one where he actually took the title off Iceman and he started his reign. The world class. Exactly, with the yeah. world class heavyweight championship. Yeah, it's funny because, I don't, man, I'm trying to remember now if Rude started in 88. with But basically, he had really a limited run at Bill Watts' UWF Mid-South. Yeah. And then he was in world class and NWA Crockett's for a while where he was the world class heavyweight champion. And he had the tag belts with the Crockett's with Manny Fernandez. Yeah, because he was one of those Minnesota boys who all started around that same time period. Yeah. Childhood friends with Kurt Henning mm-hmm. ended up bouncing at, what was it, Mama Bees or whatever Ma, the name yeah, of the bar was? Bees. Grandma Bees or whatever asses. it was. Yeah. And he was a little different build than the other guys. The other guys who came out of there were more of the power lifter build, mm-hmm. whereas he was more of the bodybuilder where he was just cut down and lean. And um, he was always muscular, but he kept himself, what was he, about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and kept himself at about 220 pounds, so he was just chiseled. But I've got another list for you here. I've got Scott from Voluntown, good friend of the show. We've got Rude versus Masa My Hero Chono from the NJ from New Japan G1 Climax from 1994. We've got Steamboat Sting, Dustin, Nikita, and Barry versus the Dangerous Alliance oh, yeah. from Wrestle War 1992. Those are war games. Absolutely. And then we've got Pillman, Dustin, and Sting versus Orndorff, Rude, and Austin. And in, Thunder uh, Cage. In the Thunder Cage, yes. Yes. Super oh, Bo- I'm such a fan of these two matches, so that's all right. Yeah. I'm actually a fan of them. It's just a lot of the words that they're using are very similar, so my mouth's like, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. But, Plus, I mean, <laughs> You're not a big multi-man match guy anyway, too. I don't I'm know. not. The ones that are making this list, even and I love the War Games match. I do. Yeah. But the ones that are making Scott's list aren't necessarily going to make my list because I'm just not a big multi. I like to see two wrestlers work, focus, and even in a tag match. I do enjoy tag matches when done correctly. Yeah, those um, are some of the better ones in history, though, I really think. But go ahead. I'm- well, he does have one that will be on my list. He's got Rude versus Steamboat from the Iron Man match from beach blast uh, we talk a lot about iron man matches because we talk about you know brett versus sean and stuff of that nature mm-hmm. but to me this match between steamboat and rick rude from 1992 showed how great a match could be and you talk about two guys that are just in the physically peak condition as mm-hmm. much as i like sean and i like brett neither one of them look like these two guys and yeah and then you got rude versus sting from clash of champions 1991 uh, which I believe, once again, is the one where he won the U.S. title. That's yeah. the one where Luger clips out the knee before the match. Now, yeah, Medusa was involved in that with a distraction, yeah. too. Now, I would say you brought an interesting point, too. Like, I don't think anybody in the history of the business ever had a body like Root. No, I don't think anybody. I'm trying to think even that now. That lean and muscular at the same time. Because <sighs> he, uh, he, he like, he's, a, he's arms, a big guy. You have so lean, yeah. Yeah, you have people who got lean like that. Like Petey Williams got lean like that. Mm-hmm. But Petey Williams is about five foot seven. Yeah. You're talking about a guy here who's six three, six four and just was cut. Yeah. And so Someone, like I wonder if that hurt him in WWF. If uh I, well, I think it hurt him against Hogan. I don't right. think Hogan wanted to work with him because A, they're basically they were trying to tell us Hogan's like six seven. Right. We know Hogan's not like six seven. Hogan's closer to six oh. five, six four. <laughs> and shorter over the years too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I and I'm even talking about it in his prime. Yeah, and, no, I know. Uh, yeah. But calling him six seven made Andre look even bigger because 
it's easier to believe Andre's seven foot four if Hulk Hogan's six foot seven. But Rude would stand eye to eye with him. And you've got Hogan, who is the blown up and big muscle, the freaking swollen look compared to Rick Rude. The closest thing I can think of to Rick Rude would probably be Paul Orndorff before the atrophy to the arm, obviously. Right, 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 right. Now, see, I got distracted there. I got a text coming. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, also, oh. May- maybe Rocky Johnson also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, just for that, I think, though, too, but, like, Rude was, he had that one match with Hogan. To me, it's really amazing that, like, they didn't want to work with him because Hogan, like, Rude could bump his ass off, too. That's the crazy part. Like, nobody could sell, like, Rude. I, I, but I just don't think Hogan wanted to work with somebody because Hogan was selling the body image where yeah. he was what the ultimate say your prayers, eat your vitamins, look yeah. like Hulk Hogan. So yeah. I don't think he liked working with somebody who made his body didn't look as good. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I got Randy Oscar here. He's got Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat Iron Man match, Beach Blast 92. Mm-hmm. Rude versus Sting, WCW Clash of Champions. We got, oh, uh, so like Sting was Clash of Champions over our eighth. 1992 semifinals of the King of the King of the Cable tournament. Okay, so that King of the Cable tournament semifinals was at the Clash too. So that's something to I didn't realize that. So Rude versus Warrior WWE Championship SummerSlam '90. That was also a cage match. Rude versus Flair WCW Fall Brawl '93 WCW title and Rick Rude versus Oh Rick Rude and Steve Austin versus Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham. Great American Bash, July 12, 1992. Wow. Hell of a list there. He's got a lot of tag matches no. and everything. There. Well, we all know Randy Oscar's a genius when it comes to his taste. So <laughs> um, you got another but, list. I do. Whoever sent me this note sent me that it's Jesse from New Hemisphere. Yeah. But I'm pretty but I'm but I'm pretty sure he's from New Hampshire. Oh um, for those New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Um versus Jake Roberts on Saturday night's main event from 1988 that was over cheryl roberts of course fighting over jake the snake roberts ex-wife versus ricky steamboat in the iron man mash versus flair at fall brawl 93 for a sting squadron versus the dangerous alliance 92 which is showing up a lot Mm. and then versus sting at the clash of champions i believe that is 17 which doesn't make sense to me, but sure. <laughs> He's got, I can see it right here too. Staying at, oh yeah, all the new numerical numbers. <laughs> yeah, sure. <Good> <laughs> I don't, I don't speak those Italian numbers. <laughs> now is that, I believe that's your last list other than ours. Yes. So it might be time to tag out to our partner who's a little under the weather today. Bam! Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Cut the music. <laughs> Providence I want to ants. talk to all those fat, out of shape podcasts and let them know what a real podcast looks like. Close your eyes, baby. Close your eyes. <laughs> is, is, is that a Red Sox t-shirt on a wrestling show? No, that's a rap t-shirt, baby. That's enemy. Yeah, that's a rap t-shirt. That's enemy. Remember, he was on for hip hop for the homeless. It is Red oh, yeah. Sox themed. Gotcha. The enemy, the illest, he makes some of the coolest shirts. He's got like a Stormtrooper shirt. Mm. I've got a shirt that's got our hometown library in it. If you're not from Jewett City, like you probably wouldn't pop for it. The Slater Library? Slater (laughs) Library, you remember. Oh, shit. AC Slater Library. I love it. Yes. (laughs) 
Although now, they're, they're going to switch it over to Screech now that he's passed away. Hey, AJ, keep the noise down because my man is about to give his list here. All right. My first list is from Mike Flynn. He's got Rude versus Warrior SummerSlam, Rude versus Sting Clash, Rude versus Flair Fall Brawl, Rude versus Steamboat Super Brawl, and Rude versus Warrior WrestleMania 5. I did rewatch that Mania 5 match, and I do got to agree with Jake, whose new book, Night Full of Stars, is out now on Amazon. You can get it. Just go to Amazon.com, Jake St. John, Night Full of Stars. That's why you're the best in the business, bro. I love the plugs. You do that every – yeah, he does make Warrior look good. He's one of the – He does. That's not a bad plug, but I'm going to order it right now. (laughs) I didn't – I didn't add it to my list because when I was going through matches, I felt like every rude match that I was watching, I'm like, I like that one. Yeah. And then I started getting discriminatory. Like there was a rude versus Jake WrestleMania four. Yeah. The first round of that tournament, which was way before the actual feud that they had. And it was a good match, but it didn't live up to the other ones. Now, I'll give you my list to kind of show you the matches I kept versus what I got rid of. Because I had Rude versus Steamboat, the Iron Man match, Beach Blast 92. I had Rude versus Steamboat also from Rumble 88. Rude versus Sting, Spring Stampede 94. I had Rude and Orndorff versus Rhodes and Sasaki, Slamboree 93. There was another Rude... Dustin Rhodes match that I liked because I was a big The Natural fan of when Dustin was younger. But like the Jake Roberts WrestleMania 4 match, I didn't think it lived up to one of Rhodes' better matches. Mm -hmm. And as an honorable mention, because if we're going to be talking Jake St. John Night Club stars, you got to have the Jake rule. And I had Rude versus Flair, Havoc 93. Hey, Rude. Rick Rude did a tremendous amount for Dustin Rhodes early in his career. He, he Sidebar, was though. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. I, I got something I want to say. I'm excited. No, Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that Rick Rude was one of the people that Dustin really worked with a lot when he first came to WCW after that little stint in the WWE. And Rick Rude did a tremendous amount to actually put him oh. over. Yeah, he, you could see how green Dustin looked in the ring. And even though his matches were getting there, he wasn't quite the legend he'd become. Rick Rude did a lot to make him look real good in those matches. Yeah. Sidebar about Dustin. He had a really, I mean, he hit WCW in that time period after working in WWE for maybe a couple months at that time with his father. He went over to WCW. He was working with guys like Iron Anderson, Larry Sabisco, you know, Rick Rude. He was teaming up with. Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham. They're having matches with Terry Gordy, Steve Blaine. Like He had a great time to really learn. And that's before, you know, obviously he hit his stride. And AJ's favorite, Dustin Rhodes uh, incarnation. I, I am. Go oh, yeah. No, I'm, an, I'm a natural fan. But I want to give credit to Dustin in that time period, too. Because another wrestling booker's son was in at the same time period, mm. Eric, Eric Watts. <laughs> One of the Eric, all-time greats. <laughs> Eric Watts had those same people to work with, and I don't think he developed quite as well. As well, Dustin here's the Rose. thing about that, too, though. I will, I will be fair to Eric, though, because it's easy to shit on Eric. But Eric's dad, 
a lot of those guys weren't willing to work with Eric <laughs> as well. And also, Eric was at a much different point in his career at that point, and I don't think had had the experience that Dustin had. Like Eric had more of a college football career too. Absolutely, you know, so, he was yeah. a quarterback for Louisville. Yep, absolutely. Now that being said, that's no, not Dustin's the man. But we're talking about Rude, and it's funny you say that. I'll go with my list. I'll give you the main event spot, AJ. But actually, I added Rude versus Dustin Rhodes for the vacant U.S. title. It actually ended in a draw. I think it was Beach Blast '93, and I thought they tore it up. So that yeah. made my list as well. I had the Dangerous Alliance War Games matchup. That's one of my favorite ones. The Steamboat Iron Man match too. I got the Sting Clash where um, he took the U.S. title from Sting. It was more an angle, but I just loved it. I loved Sting trying to battle back that whole time in that match. And I also have Warriors SummerSlam world title match in the cage because, again, I think those are Warriors' best matches other than maybe Randy Savage. Rude just brought out him. And one other thing I want to add about Rude, although he doesn't wrestle the same way, he damn sure don't look the same way. I was making this comment a few weeks ago How about Walter. And what I love about Walter is Walter is able to get people over but still be this dominant badass where he looks like he's just this unstoppable force. Similar, I feel like, Rude. Rude isn't necessarily, but you, when Rude comes in there, he looks like a star. He stays looking like a star, but he also knows how to get his opponents over still. So, so I got Go a ahead, fun Randy. one for you. We were talking about naturals, and I'm, I'm going to bring up someone who is extremely natural. My One of my favorite matches, and I think you guys will find this entertaining, is Rick Rude from 1986 in World Class Wrestling versus the Dingo Warrior. Oh. Uh, they, they had three matches there. Any one of them aren't bad, but two of them were televised. One was a house. So the one that was televised ended in a double disqualification. The two, so, so the two managers at ringside for Dingo Warrior versus Rick Rude where Gary Hart was actually the Dingo Warriors manager, mm. and Percy Pringle, or later on as Paul Bearer, was actually the manager right. for Rick Rude. So mm. you had legitimately four Hall of Famers all at ringside or all involved in the match doing what they do, and it ended up going to a double DQ. And you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on a lot of places. It, it's just a hell of a match. So Dingo Warrior versus Rick Rude. No kidding. Wow, the Dingo Warrior makes a list. So I got Sting versus Rick Rude from November 19th of 1991, the, you know, the Clash of Champions match. Once again, I agree with you. It just told a hell of a story. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think the match is underrated. In order to work a match like that, selling an injury beforehand mm -hmm. and really working it and making people believe, everybody in that arena believes Sting's knee was just hanging on a string. And there were times in that match where everybody thought Sting had the match. The drama so, of trying to make it to the uh, venue at the time, too, from the ambulance, where they told absolutely. that story that he was going to forfeit the title because of a clause in the contract and nobody knew about it. It was so good. Absolutely. I am also going to go with the uh, rude Steamboat Ironman match. I think it was ahead of its time. I think that they really killed it. Uh, I, you know, I don't even want to say it's ahead of a time because what it legitimately was was the old-fashioned Broadway that you saw mm -hmm. a lot in the late 70s, early 80s. You saw it a lot from Flair and Steamboat, stuff of that nature. But basically, Steamboat did it with Rick Rude, and the two of them tore the house down. Yeah. Only um, a half hour, though. It yeah, was when half I was hour. going through, I was surprised to see how many Iron Man matches it seemed Rude was in. Yeah. And he really definitely like kept the pace of it up where it didn't get boring when I was watching them either. 
Rude Steamboat too, master sellers. Well, that's yes. just it. Both of them were tremendous sellers. One, obviously, the babyface style, and one, the heel style. I would have liked to have seen Rude get his chance to turn heel. That was the talk when he got injured, was that he was about not turn heel, turn face. The talk was that he was going to turn face yeah. and face Bader. I would have loved to have seen how he would have sold as a face. Rick Rude versus Sting King of Cable is one of my other matches. I'm a big fan of that. And then I have to throw the Ric Flair and Rick Rude from, what was it, Brawl, Super Brawl 1993. I got to throw that in there also. I think to it's me, Fall Brawl. Was it Fall Brawl? Oh, my bad. Fall Brawl. Sometimes, my bad. Yeah. You're right. Sorry, WCW had too many brawls. Oh, fall, Isn't fall it brawl. wild how Rick Rude is getting different matches or getting yeah, different matches with similar opponents? Like, I've got a Rude Flair match that you guys don't have. Mm-hmm. There's like a couple different Rude Steamboat matches. It shows the assortment of good matches he had with several This is guys. what we ran into with Flair Steamboat. Like, you would just see these different variety of matches on there. Well, it was it was also very interesting with uh, Flair and the Rude match because it's one of Flair's – it's one of Rude's last great matches because he gets injured shortly after in early 1994. And Flair was the baby face, and he was the baby face with Fifi in his corner. And uh, obviously, there was a lot of turmoil with Rick Rude and Fifi. So to me, the matches I think we heard here most, I'm going to say Rude versus Steamboat. <laughs> Don't worry about this. This is not going to be great. Yeah, we yeah, hear everything. My cat killed a mouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we heard you go uh, shoot on somebody over there. <laughs> Cat's no, I'm, kill. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm so, off. I'm off tonight. We got Rude versus Steamboat, though. I'm going to say an Iron Man match. That has to make this list. Oh, Speaking of killing the territory, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 what do you think else made this list enough times? I thought Rude Warriors, SummerSlam, Steel Cage match. Talk about a few times. The war, the war games made it. I mean, I had that on twice. Yeah. I'll text you when I get off. Uh, you know what? Let's do uh, actually like a Sting match with the US title. Oh, I didn't know. We'll do that one with the Steamboat one. Did you get him? Oh, you know, he's still here everything, right? Of course I got him. I don't know if he knows we can still hear everything. It's all a shoot, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Audio-wise, this will all edit out. Obviously, yeah. it'll be a <laughs> It's um, all a shoot, brother. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with... Tuna uh, fish grinder, no tomatoes. <laughs> uh, Where is he going? Because I didn't even hear that's actually his favorite grinder. <laughs> He's just telling me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that shit all the time when we were young. Oh, is he on No, so, sorry about that, guys. My brother came over, and I guess his dog was half out the window when he came here. So It, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got? Thank God this isn't the live show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's got to be down to – I like the Iron Man match for the final. Yeah. I like the War Games match. Let's do, that. Let's do that sting from Clash of Champions that they won the U.S. title. Oh, I, I think, think that's a hell of a story. I think it, it's a hell of a story, and I think it made multi-lists. Yeah, I think that's a hell of a match. And a hell of a now, story. was that the King of Cables that we thought? That that's a, that was a good one, too. But I'm, King of Cables is good, US. but Cla- Clash of Champions is the one where Luger injured the knee first. Yeah, Medusa oh, comes yeah. out, yeah, Luger so injures the, the knee from yeah, behind. From the, the hospital and everything, too. I also do want to shout out, because I remember the match, but the one Mikey and Fred on his Facebook page, he was the only one who had it on his list, but Hogan versus Rude is just a classic. It's the it one actually is a good met. match. It's a really good match, yeah. and it makes you ashamed that they never wrestled and had a feud. Like Rude would have been 
So that's a perfect opponent for Hogan. Well, the funny thing is, is when Hogan first came to WCW, the Rude, there's all kinds of stories about heat between the two of them because mm. Rude wanted to wrestle Hogan again. And yeah. Hogan was like, no, no, no way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are we looking at for uh, the top three now? Did we get it narrowed down? Well, yeah, we did. We had uh, the Rude Steamboat Iron Man match, Rude versus Sting, the U.S. title, and then... I don't know what we wanted. War to do Games was the last. We'll one do War Games. Time. That's fine. Yeah, we'll do War Games for a third because that's one of the best War Games of all time. Absolutely. All right, now what gets bounced first out of all these? I bounce War Games. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. War Games makes my list on so many things. So, uh, and that's my yeah, favorite it, War Games of all time. Nothing against the War Games. It's just the War Games doesn't focus on Rick Rude. So if you're picking a Rick Rude match, to me, it doesn't really focus on what makes Rick Rude great. Whereas mm -hmm. the Iron Man match with Rick Steamboat and the two of them bumping their asses off. And mm -hmm. then Sting and Rick Rude telling that story of Clash of Champions. Those yeah. both are quintessential when it comes to Rick Rude. If you look at the Rude Steamboat Iron Man match, it's the classic. I mean, it ends with Paul Heyman, uh, which no one talked about being a ninja in a phone, and he hits Ricky Steamboat on top of the head with a yeah. phone. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, it's like the classic match. But I'm going to break tradition a little bit here. I, I like the angle slash match. I really do. It's something that always sticks with me as a kid. I love that Rude Sting storyline. It ignited the feud between the two of them. Even though Sting was going to go on to win the title from Luger a few minutes later after he drops that belt, it's where Sting beats Luger. Luger leaves the company. They're having like a like a press conference or after party. Rude shows up in the Dangerous Alliance, throws a drink in Sting's face, and they start brawling, and the feud's on, and it's just such good shit. So, and it all starts off in that class. So, to me, that's my vote for the finals. Sting, that's, Rude, U.S. title, boom. The smartest thing I've ever heard Dave say. Well, who knew? <laughs> See, if I was going to pick one, I would have to go Rude Steamboat, because going into today, I wouldn't say I was particularly big on Rick Rude, but watching all these matches to find his best ones, I'm like, God damn, this guy was a treasure. And I think that rude steamboat match, that was just another level for me. That if, was if you're looking that was what I like about wrestling. It brought me back to a time that I was sitting in front of that TV on a lot of Saturday nights, just into that WCW product. If, if you're Fine looking for, if you're looking for pure wrestling out of the two of them then you go with Steamboat and Rude. If you're looking for the story and what would drive the future between two great athletes, then you got to go with Rude and Steamboat. I'm not Steamboat and Sting. I think the two of them just, like like Dave said, it, it, it didn't just start a program between the two of them because it was new to the program between the two of them, but it actually made a rivalry that lasted right up until Rude's injury. Yeah. Now, I just want to say, too, before we get out of here, like Joe, Rude was a bad guy. I did not like as a kid, but he was somebody I started to appreciate more. Oh, I thought him. you were saying like like me. Like, Rude like, is a bad guy. Like, and I don't like. like no, no, no. But, but as I got older, like I appreciated him so much. Appreciated him so much. And then as time goes on, I look back at his stuff. Wow, so ahead of his time. One of the all-time greats. But guys, I think I think he's the innovator of those airbrush tights. Well, I would, I would, I would like to say that unlike Joe or Dave, I cheered for Rick Rude the whole time, and I've been a fan of Rick Rude ever since the first time I saw him with Manny Fernandez. So, <laughs> raging bull, baby! <laughs> All right, I think well, guys, you know what the music yeah. means. I think we came to a conclusion on the five-three-one. 
and we will see you again next week. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 